0: Welcome back to the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Kinzer, and as we dive into episode four here, we're going to lead with the question of, is it ever too late to get help in my breastfeeding journey? Now, I dive into this question and how I get asked it all the time, and I talk about that the answer, well, you'll get to hear what the answer is, Uh, but I think the answer might surprise you. So stay tuned. This is the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast. Welcome back to the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast. I'm so excited to dive into this episode with you, and we're going to be talking about one of the questions that I get asked most often, and that question is really, it comes down to this phrase, and that phrase is, is it ever too late to get help? And I hear this question, uh, whether it's on social media or when people call me up to try to book an appointment or uh, just emails that I get, even sometimes it gets asked during the appointment. And it just is such a disheartening question, but I understand why it is a common thing to ask. And I'm here today to answer that question for you. So really this whole podcast episode could be summed up right now and I could just say the answer to is it ever too late late to get help, the answer is no, it's never too late. But I want to dive into why that is. So no matter how bad you think breastfeeding is going, there is always, and I do mean always something that we can do to improve the way things are going. Now, probably some of you are sitting here in a little bit of disbelief and going, uh, but I mean, I've tried it all and I have this, this, and this, and this, and my journey is different than so many other moms and there's no way that we could get anything going better. Well here's what I have to say for you is, is not that I am so high and mighty in my expertise that you don't know what you're doing. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I believe you. I believe that you are doing and have done everything in your power that you can be doing. But here's the thing. Let's say you literally are doing it all And you have done it all and you've literally done everything that is possible to do to improve breastfeeding. That's still not 100%. Here's the thing. The longer you keep doing those things, the more effective they become. And there's a reason for this. So let's say it's, let's say it's, uh, you know, your baby's oral function. So there's something going on with the latch or the suction or the amount of milk they're able to transfer or... Uh, reflux, or you know, let's just let's just kind of throw that into the bucket of of oral function. Now, everything that happens with our bodies is really brain based. I mean, even our heartbeat's obviously controlled by our brain, but but so is everything else. And there's this whole process of. You know, you might be familiar with the phrase muscle memory, but there's a whole process of motor learning, which is really what muscle memory is. And motor learning is just how your brain wires for things. So whenever we do something new for the first time, we've never done it before. We should not expect to be great at it because we've never made those neurological connections before. Now, thankfully, our brains are very strong and they're, we're quick learners. We're also We also can be quick forgetters. So this whole process of motor learning is is a process that takes time. It gets more solidified as we go. And that goes in both directions. So when we're talking about baby's oral function, you know, your baby could be doing some compensations, could be doing some... some, you know, dysregulated or dysfunctional things, and the longer they do that, the worse it gets. Now we want to change that around and instill good feeding habits, good function to create those functional outcomes, and then we have to sort of set it and forget it and let motor learning take over, and then check on that process, you know, a little while later to make sure it has gone in the right direction and continues to do so. So. That's the distinction that I wanted to make regarding, you know, get, giving it time even though you've done all the right things. Now, this even works the same way with increasing your milk production. Let's say that there's some herbs that you need to be taking, uh, maybe a different pumping regimen or or something else there. Well, just because you've, you know, done that one time doesn't mean we're going to see incredible results. It's going to take time. You can't just take an herb, one dose, and go, oh, it didn't work you know, you've got to take it more than once, uh, you know, certainly even longer than a day to really see results. Just like changing up pumping, you've got to do that more than one time to really see results. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for continued results, right? Because breastfeeding isn't something you do once and then you never do again. It's a journey that you're doing several weeks, months, and maybe even years. So it's dynamic. It's always changing. Now, here's one that I want to make sure that I say this in a way that everybody is understanding what I'm saying. But oftentimes I do hear from moms and they will say, well, I have done it all. I've done this. I've done that. I've tried this and I've tried that. And my response is, okay, great. I actually do really want to hear what are all the things. You said you've done it all. I want to hear what that list is. And they'll list it out. And oftentimes I I will see that there are other things that we could be doing or Potentially, those are the wrong things that they've done. So they may have done something that they read online or heard about that was actually counterproductive. And then they might not, might not be doing the right things. So those things just aren't helpful. Uh, and then they may not just even know what to do. So I may have some of their knowledge, some expertise to offer them. And, you know, this is the trap that I think that we fall into as a society these days where we think, oh, we can just hop on, you know, WebMD or Mayo Clinic or YouTube or Google or or even PubMed. And that we can go research things ourselves and that we know all the answers. I will tell you, I was very humbled to learn this lesson myself. Um, A couple years ago, I went through a really horrendous eye condition. And I won't get into all the details, but essentially it was my the cornea of my eye. And I had what was called recurrent corneal erosions, which sounds very dramatic, but uh, essentially uh, just, you know, cr- cringe alert here. Uh, essentially during REM sleep or upon opening my eyes when waking, the outer layer of my cornea, the epithelium would be torn off. And if you've ever experienced this, uh, if you've ever experienced this to some extent, if you've ever gotten something in your eye, uh, it, it feels—I mean, it just—it's the worst pain. I, I can't even describe it to you. Um, and your cornea is actually the most innervated tissue in your body, and uh, very, very painful. Thankfully, it heals very quickly. But in my case, it was not healing. So I basically felt like I had a giant grain of sand stuck in my eye every time I blinked. Uh, in addition to having to have some surgeries now. I had researched some things on my own, right? You know, uh, and my eye doctor originally gave me some very conservative treatment options, you know, to take some supplements, to do some eye exercises and, and things like that. Now that wasn't working. Now I didn't know what I didn't know. And I am so glad that I had an incredibly capable physician that could really guide me in the appropriate treatment path, which ended up being surgery. And you know it's easy to say well oh okay of course you needed a physician because you needed surgery you know we don't always need to look to our healthcare providers for when it gets really really bad and we did all the conservative things first those didn't work so we knew we had to go a different way and When you're trying all the conservative things that you can think of on your own, but they're not working, that's a sign that you really are ready for another level of expertise. You're ready for some outside help. And what I never want moms to do is to struggle on their own, feel like they tried it all, but they still failed. Because then what ends up happening is they adopt this narrative in their mind that they have somehow failed. The only failure there is just that you didn't know what you didn't know. And that's not really a failure. That, that, that word doesn't even really apply. And so what I really like to remind people of is, you know, the question comes back to, is it ever too late to get help? No it's never too late. Even if you're like, you know what? I thought I could go alone. I thought I could save money. I thought I could, you know, try things myself, but now I'm six months into breastfeeding and, you know, things are even worse now than they were a couple months ago. And I don't even know, you know, probably just time to just call it quits and and I'm going to end my breastfeeding journey early. Sometimes I have people contact me at that point and I say, well, yeah, I can still help you. You know, it's a matter of, what's your level of commitment to continuing breastfeeding? Because, you know, we'll have an appointment together, I can present some things, I can see what's going on, I can give you a very clear and concise treatment plan to get things back on track. But ultimately, you're the one that has to do the work. You're the one that has to breastfeed the baby, I'm not gonna be there for every feeding, or you're the one that has to pump, or whatever it is you need to do. And so you have to be committed to seeing that through. And if you've already committed for six months, What's another couple weeks just to see if that treatment plan works, you know? Uh, and so, when people ask, "Is it ever too late to get help?" No, it's never too late. But the sooner you get help, the better your results are going to be. And you know, this especially is true when it comes to milk supply, but also that motor learning that I was talking about. It's not that you can't get results. It's never too late to get help, but it just may take longer to get the results that you're hoping for. So you may need to work with someone more intensely or longer term than you would have had you started working them uh, with them earlier on in the process at the first sign of problems. Not necessarily always the case, but generally that's what I see. And, you know, here's the other thing with milk supply is moms will say, well, you know, is it ever too late to get help? Well, no, it's never too late. We can always do something to increase your milk production. Uh, there, there's always, There's always another answer there. There's always something that we can do. Now, can we ever, can i promise can we ever say that you'll get a full milk supply or that you'll get an overabundance of milk just because we've intervened at this late juncture no i can't ever promise that but I can promise better. I can promise that you have tried everything that you could possibly try so that you can have peace of mind moving forward and know that you did your best. We can do that. And so that's where some moms get a little discouraged. Well, if I can't make make a milk supply, you know, full milk supply for my child, then really what's the point? Well, you know, breastfeeding doesn't have to be this all or nothing endeavor, any amount of breastfeeding that you're able to provide to your child is wonderful and maybe we can create a breastfeeding journey that looks different than what you previously imagined or looks different than what you see in the media or pop culture and that's your journey it's your own special journey and you know for the moms who have been through a difficult breastfeeding journey with their first child what i always let them know is you don't have to repeat that journey with your second child so getting help during pregnancy uh, to optimize, and and not at the very tail end of pregnancy, by the way. Uh, When moms contact me at 38 weeks, you know, there's some things we can do, Uh, but had you contacted me in your second trimester, there's a lot more that we could have done. So if you're thinking about this, if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, you know, is it ever too late to get help? Gosh, I really struggled with my first, and, and things didn't go quite as planned. What can I do with my second? How soon should I contact a lactation consultant? Well, hopefully the second trimester, but as soon as possible, Even if that's right after your baby's born, whenever it is, uh, maybe it's three weeks in, but that's as soon as you realized, you know, I do need to make that call. And get the help that you need. Uh, again, sooner is is always better. But there are definitely times where problems don't present themselves until later. So you might have thought things are going fine, and then you go to that one month appointment, and you realize your baby's not back up at birth weight. And so, is it ever too late to get help? No, it's never too late. You know, might you need to use some formula in the meantime? Absolutely, go right ahead. Let's feed that baby and make sure they're doing okay. But there's always something else we can do to offer. It's not too late at a month. It's not too late at six months. And I'm going to share this story with you because it, it uh, actually blew me away, honestly, even though I was involved in, in this particular case. But I was contacted by a mom who had a 16-month-old, so a toddler – And he had not been nursing at the breast since eight months. Now, this mom was just, I have to give her just mad props because she was still pumping and giving breast milk to her child, which is phenomenal. And now when I saw her son, he was a very complex case. Not only did he have uh, a tongue and a lip tie uh, and possibly even buckle ties, I, I don't exactly recall But he also had some cranial issues, so the shape of his skull was very, very abnormal. And so when I worked with her, her goal was really she wanted to be able to continue to feed him at the brush. She wondered if it was even possible but she knew she needed to do something to help him because he was just really struggling with his oral function. And so we put together a treatment plan that was, uh, you know, not necessarily intense, but it required her to go see an osteopath and to get the frenectomy done and then, of course, to work with me. What's so amazing about this story was in uh, a week after working with her, we got the baby back to the breast part-time. And it was about another week and a half later that he was back at the breast. 80% of the time. So there were only a couple of feedings, uh, you know, every single day that he took a bottle, which was really kind of out of necessity, just with her having to uh, be away from her child. And the rest of the time he was nursing at the breast at 16 months, and he had not been at the breast for eight months. Not only were we able to normalize his oral function to get his cranial head shape, you know, to a normal state, which was absolutely amazing to witness, but also we got him back to the breast and they continued their breastfeeding journey. So for those moms who are going through a nursing strike and thinking, you know, is this it? You know, one, two weeks away from the breast, is this going to damage my breastfeeding journey or you go on a trip or or something happens? You know, it is never too late. There is always a way. And I have been so honored to work with so many clients who've really struggled to get their babies back at the breast. And we've gotten them back in some very, very serious, severe cases. So that might be an extreme example, but that mom's not alone. I've definitely had clients in similar situations to her, but with younger babies. And it's amazing to witness. And so I really believe, and this comes back to the mindset aspect that I love bringing back in this podcast, I really truly believe that Everything is possible 100% of the time. There's really no limit to what we're capable of. And when you say that, you know, well, my baby's just never going to go back to the breast, it's kind of like saying that you just don't believe that that's possible. And, And you may not believe it's possible. But I'm here to tell you, it's possible. It's really really possible. It's really really possible to comp- do a complete 180 on your breastfeeding journey. Now, can I promise that? No, I can't promise anything. That would be disingenuous and just, you know, again, it comes down to what's happening at home when when you're away from your care providers, but I really want moms to get this message, and there's a woman out there who I've never uh, taken her programs, but I I bought her book, and uh, I definitely have seen some of her episodes, and this woman is Marie Forleo, and some of you might be familiar with her, but she released a book last year called Everything is Figureoutable, and this is sort of her catchphrase, and I love it because it's very colloquial, and it's so true. Literally, everything is figure-outable, and it's just a matter of not the necessarily the resources you have, but it's how resourceful you can be. And I really love that message because this is true for anything, but especially breastfeeding. Everything is figure-outable. At least if we can figure out why things aren't going well, that they're not a mystery, that there's a reason behind it. Then we can work to treat that reason, and then we can work to create a sustainable plan for you. And I know this probably sounds a lot like me talking about what I do in my private practice, which it is, but it also has to do with just you and your mindset. So if you take on that mindset of, you know, asking the question, is it ever too late to get help? automatically what you're presuming is that yes, there is a point when it is too late to get help and I need to know what that date is. But if we ask a different question and we ask a question of, you know, what am I able to recover at this point In my breastfeeding journey? How can I improve the way things are going? How can I continue my journey without so much struggle? When you start asking those questions, now you start to have the mindset of someone who's very resourceful. Now you become resourceful, and it starts with your thoughts. And then those thoughts, those questions, start to lead to the answers. And so when you've come from a very closed off mentality of, well, you know what? My baby's eight months old. Forget it. You know, I've done my best, whatever. You have two choices. One is that you can make peace with that and not have any guilt and say, you know what? It's time for me to end this breastfeeding journey. I've done the best I can. I've, you know, made it to eight months. This is huge. I'm going to celebrate. I'm very proud of everything I've done. I did the best I could with what I had. What What I would say is, Definitely just leave that, leave that with peace of mind, leave that journey and say, this is, this is what's right for us, for me and my baby or for me. And, you know, we have a lot to look forward, you know, continuing to be the mother of this child as opposed to getting hung up on, I wonder if I could have done more you know, there there might, you know, or something's wrong with me, or I failed my child, or I can't believe I didn't make it to a year. Those are all such negative loops that we can easily get stuck in and beat ourselves up, but there's no benefit to doing that. There's no benefit to going down, down that road. Now, on the other hand, you might be a mom who says, well, you know, uh, things aren't going great, but, you know... I really don't want to keep having this happen. What could I do? Is there a way that I could improve the way things are going? And so maybe there is, you know, most likely there is. And, Here's the thing too is you know sometimes people think once an intervention is begun it's this sort of slippery slope and we always have to keep going with it and that's really not true so like just because you've introduced formula to your baby doesn't mean they have to always be supplemented with formula forever it doesn't mean that you'll only ever be able to partially breastfeed there might be a way that you can recover full breastfeeding and phase out that formula supplementation now there may not be but generally you know. Just 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 because you have to introduce a nipple shield, again, doesn't mean you have to use it forever. Or just because you have to start pumping uh, because it's just too painful to nurse at the breast doesn't mean you have to be an exclusive pumping mom. So just because you make one shift in your breastfeeding journey doesn't mean that you need to commit to that for the entirety of your breastfeeding journey. And so things are dynamic. You are a unique human being. So is your baby. You both have the gift of what's called neuroplasticity meaning that we can always change what's happening in our brains and what's happening in your brain affects what's happening in your body. There's always a possibility out there. Now, what I also want moms to get from this message is not to walk away from here and feel any sort of guilt or shame of, well, I just didn't try hard enough with my first or, or anything like that. What I would love for you to walk away with is a message of empowerment, a message of, you know, Maybe there is something else I could try. Maybe, maybe, maybe I I should look outside myself for some help and some answers, uh, because most often I do see that I have yet to work, yet to work with a one-on-one client of mine, who I couldn't get some level of improvement for. That's just never happened. Uh, You know, the only time I, I have seen things not go better in the long term is because, you know, the goals of the mother have changed where she said, you know what, you know, things were going better and we tried, but honestly, I just don't think this is for me and I'm ready to wean and, you know, we help with that. But I would still even say that that's getting things going better. I've had weaning consults, weaning consults for very young babies and helping moms dry up milk because that was what was best for them. That was their decision. And I'm always going to support whoever I'm working with in their breastfeeding journey. It's not mine. I don't get to decide what it looks like for you. And if that mom is happier and healthier because she made that choice... Then to me, that's her journey going better, not worse. So I hope that this podcast episode instilled a sense of empowerment, a sense of, you know, uh, opportunity or optimism that things can go better and whatever that looks like for you. Because really, you know, like I said in episode one, your words matter and you get to define what better breastfeeding looks like. You get to define that breastfeeding journey. And it's really, really powerful when we think about you know the fact that we can always turn things around. Breastfeeding is just one segment of our parenting. it's one segment of our health. and you can always change your parenting. Just because you used to yell at your kids doesn't mean you have to keep doing it, right? So you can always change things around and it's just a matter of you know the resources, the resourcefulness, and really the mindset more than anything. So thanks so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Did you know most moms stop breastfeeding in the first month postpartum? I believe succeeding at breastfeeding means having the right mindset. In fact, studies show that the number one factor that determines breastfeeding success is commitment. Which is why I've created my incredible audio download of breastfeeding affirmations where I give you actionable mantras so you can breastfeed your baby with confidence and peace of mind. And best of all, it's free. To get access to this audio and PDF, simply visit holisticlactation.com mantras, and you can get started right now.